I'm Jago Wynn and welcome to the HTC Daily Podcast. We as a church are meeting daily on Zoom to speak to God in prayer and to hear from God in the Bible. For those of you who can't join us live or who want to listen again, we're featuring the Daily Bible Thought and we're also including how we're being encouraged to pray each day. Today it's Sophie Pesante. So we're going to be looking at um, Luke 9, verses 28 to 36 this morning, um, which is the transfiguration of Jesus. Um, So it's a little bit of a longer passage, but I'll just read it out for us now um, so that we have the full context. So from verse 28, Now about eight days after these sayings, He took with him Peter and John and James and went up on the mountain to pray. And as he was praying, the appearance of his face was altered and his clothing became dazzling white. And behold, two men were talking with him, Moses and Elijah, who appeared in glory and spoke of his departure, which he was about to accomplish at Jerusalem. Now Peter and those who were with him were heavy with sleep. But when they became fully awake, they saw his glory and the two men who stood with him. And as the men were parting from him, Peter said to Jesus, Master, it is good that we are here. Let us make three tents, one for you and one for Moses and one for Elijah, not knowing what he said. As he was saying these things, a cloud came and overshadowed them, and they were afraid as they entered the cloud. And a voice came out of the cloud, saying, This is my son, my chosen one. Listen to him. And when the voice had spoken, Jesus was found alone. And they kept silent and told no one in those days anything of what they had seen. So it's quite a um, big passage, um, and there's quite a lot to say. But um, I think the initial thing that jumped out to me um, through these verses was it originally reminded me of um, the verses in John which say he must increase but I must decrease he who comes from above is above all Um, and I think I thought of that because um, Peter James and John are uh, immediately sort of swept up in it all and they think that they know and understand um, the mind of God. They think that they know what's best to do in that situation or they know God's motives behind it. Um, But actually it's kind of a reminder to um, be aware of our own smallness and, um, and what we might think is going on and to be able to stop and look and listen at Jesus, who is above all. Um, And so everywhere we look in this passage points to that, um, that the ways and plans of the Lord are so much higher than ours. Um, And we can't understand it until the Holy Spirit reveals them to us. Um, And that's kind of the way the whole Bible is laid out. The whole Bible is, comes to a climax in Jesus Um, Every law formed and prophecy proclaimed, um, no no matter how many times 
the people and the disciples think it's being fulfilled, it's only fulfilled in the arrival of Jesus. Um, and so I just wanted to look at um, the significance of the two men that are standing with Jesus on the mountain, so Moses and Elijah. Um, and they're commonly interpreted as embodying the law and the prophets. So Moses often represents the law because he was summoned by the Lord um, in Exodus to receive the tablets which contained the law and the Ten Commandments written on them for the people of Israel. But even Moses, who was chosen by God, fell short of the glory of God when he couldn't hold on to the promised land um, because of his actions. Um, and he was punished by not being able to see the land that he had led his people to. Um, so here the Israelites had thought that Moses was almost their savior, was going to be the one to fulfill and uphold the law that would lead them to their deliverance. Um, but even still, a greater leader and a more righteous law was needed. Um, and then Elijah, who is often um, embodies all of the prophecies, his name means Yahweh is my God. And it was his mission in life to tell people to turn from their false gods and to worship um, the one holy God. But Elijah also fell short and um, became full of fear when his life was threatened. Um, and the Israelites trusted in his strength and his wisdom. Um, but even still, a stronger and more fearless prophet was needed. And this could only be found in Jesus. So Jesus is the ultimate fulfillment of both the law and the prophets. Um, he's the one in whom all prophecy is fulfilled and all deliverance is found. Jesus prayed to his father and his face and appearance changed because he bore the glory of the Lord. Um, after all these laws were constantly broken and the prophecies that the Israelites had um, so longed to be fulfilled after all this time, Jesus was the one who was chosen by the Lord and he came um, so unexpectedly and in such an unexpected form, um, much like um, they didn't expect that Jesus coming in the form of a baby would um, be their savior, would be the law and all the prophecies fulfilled. Um, and he was the chosen one, um, despite what the disciples or what the Israelites would have believed um, based off of what was going around, on around them. And um, this moment on the mountain is uh, the moment or a moment when Peter, James and John have this truth revealed to them that actually Jesus is the one we've been waiting for. Jesus is the fulfillment of the law and the prophets. Um, and I think the appearance of Moses and Elijah with Jesus points towards um, the general fulfillment of all scripture in Jesus. So both men um, had famous mountaintop experiences with God, I guess you could say. They both received 
um, the glory of God and um, it was reflected on them. But Jesus carried the glory of God um, in himself and he shines from within and doesn't simply receive light, but is himself light. Jesus proclaimed and was able to proclaim, I say to you, whereas Elijah and Moses um, were only able to say, thus says the Lord, but Jesus spoke because he was the Lord, um, because he himself was the law and all the prophecies and the one whose sandals no one was even worthy of touching. So once we've looked and recognized our smallness um, and our need for a savior outside of ourselves, our need to, um, to gain knowledge and to understand outside of ourselves, um, we can rightly look to God in all of his glory and to listen to him because he's worthy of our attention. So this brings us to looking at God's glory, gazing at him. Um, the transfiguration was a glimpse behind the veil at the glory that God continued to possess despite having come to earth in the humble form of a servant. Um, he needs to look no further for glory than here. So Moses and Elijah are um, now standing face to face with the very prophet um, that they themselves had, um, had prophesied about. And this changes everything for them because they're standing in the presence and with the glory of Jesus shining on them. And the glory of Jesus is multifaceted. Um, there, it's a picture of his authority, um, but it's also a glimpse of the etern eternal glory um, that we have ahead in Jesus. And it's a preview of what our lives will look like on that final mountain where we'll be transfigured um, in eternal glory. And so after we look to his glory and are and overwhelmed um, by our need for him, our smallness and his bigness, we don't have a choice just like Peter, James and John, but to listen to him and to stand in silence, um, just taking in and being consumed by his glory because it's more than we could ever realize. Um, so the words listen to him at the end of this passage um, in verse 35 um, evoke the words of Moses from uh, a verse in Deuteronomy, which reads, the Lord your God will raise up for you a prophet like me from among you. It is to him you shall listen. So finally, these words that Moses prophesied um, have been fulfilled. God himself is saying, this is the one who I am chosen. This is the one that you are to listen to. All of the kings and prophets and leaders that I have appointed along the way, they've all been to point to my son, the one who, whom I'm cho who I've chosen to be your savior. Um, he's finally been raised up for his people to listen to. So I think this is an encouragement to us to, um, to look to Jesus, to look to his glory, 
um, to be consumed by it and to not let our minds um, become bigger than Jesus. So when everything fades, when the lights go down and everything subsided, Jesus is the only one left. And we are, we are able and prepared standing before him in truth, just like we talked about in Psalm 51, um, consumed by his glory and, and just waiting for him to enlighten and reveal to us his truth. This morning we opened with Psalm 51 and prayed for the Lord to renew a right spirit within us, to come to him in truth and in honesty, that he might search our hearts, that we might receive his word more fully. And we closed by praying in silence for the Lord's glory to come, for him to reveal his glory to us.